0: Hey, what's up, guys? We're here at Coffee at FCG. We're having a great morning. How's everybody's morning going?
1: It's great. Bueno.
2: <laughs> I just bueno. felt in a rush this morning, but great. Oh, good. It is
3: well, a morning. We usually do this in the afternoon.
2: That's true. Oh, yeah.
3: So this is our morning voices. <laughs> Hello.
0: <laughs> Still waking up. I've been having now. super peaceful mornings lately. Be, uh Well, sort of-ish, because my kids are driving themselves to school and... I've been making them little lattes. I feel like I say this every week, but it's kind of sweet because I feel like <laughs> I used to just give them like a granola bar and here. Go, Throw them out the does go, go, make go. A, like a and I'm literally drink. like their barista in the morning. Judah was like, mom, can you make that coffee
2: again? It's I really actually good. like do feel bad about that when they stay at my house because oh. I feel like you should never that, feel bad. <laughs> that is the one thing I cannot replicate. Like, yeah, I mean, obviously I can't be you. I'm not saying that. I'm yeah. just mean like, like I can make <laughs> You know, I can make food. Yeah, and we can. You're actually ha- laugh a very and good Have a cook. good time, thank you, Lisa.
3: Lisa and I have been traveling more this year than we have in like seven oh, years, yeah. and our kids. Just so you are filled <laughs> in, stay with Will and Brittany a lot. A lot. <laughs> That's what Brittany is talking about <laughs> this
2: weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, they will
3: be. They will be. I, uh, Brittany and, and Will asked a few weeks ago. So, <clears throat> when are your kids staying with us? And I said, well, they they prefer pretty much all the time, probably. <laughs> And she goes, well, that's fine. I said, there's no way that's fine. And she's like, it's fine. We love it. And so I think they're all just making plans on their their own now. But our yeah. kids and Willam and <laughs> B- make a <laughs> <the> plan. Yeah. <laughs> Me and Lisa don't even know sometimes like where they're going. Me and Ava
2: <laughs> have a plan. I don't know if it comes out this weekend, but we're going to see a movie.
3: Oh, that's fun. Oh, I like that. Oh, I know what it is. Well, I'm well, sure I know what it is. Yeah. Is it the Hunger Games one? The Hunger Games, the Hunger Games. Oh, Is it we this
2: week? I, I don't think it is. I don't know is, when it's coming but out, but we that's were going to really invite funny. everyone else too, but we were texting that's last funny. night.
3: Well, this is going to be a fun episode for two reasons. One, we just realized that we forgot to make a big deal <laughs> about episode 10, which was last week. This is episode 11. So what are we gonna say about that? We are so excited because this is big episode 11. number eleven. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. We enough. made it we made it to episode eleven. Yeah. Not not we, we flew past ten with flying colors. Well, that was the part two, so it kind of got true. lost in
0: the
2: mix, I guess. So this is our full this is like our episode 10. honestly, BJ, in your dad's words, this would somehow be episode ten. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. My dad who <laughs> Time pastored worked differently. It did, yeah. it did. My dad who pastored <laughs> our church. My mom and dad founded FCG in nineteen ninety-two and he pastored it for twenty four years before he passed away. And he there's a running joke between everybody that, that knew him and now everybody that, that didn't know him, because I say it every year on the church anniversary. If it was say our tenth anniversary, which the church was founded in 92. So 2002, it would be our 10th anniversary. But he would always somehow say, actually, it's our 11th anniversary <laughs> because what happens on an anniversary is you complete your year and go into the next one. So we completed 10 years. We're really going into 11. So he was always a year ahead. Um, and that was funny. That uh, We celebrate our 20th probably twice. So it's like, this is our 20th anniversary. And then the next year... Is like this is actually the twentieth anniversary, so right.
2: It makes total <laughs> it, sense.
3: Yeah, yeah, it it, yeah. He he was one of a kind. He uh, <laughs> he had his own way of thinking and talking and uh, counting. Evidently, <laughs> Pastor Barry, um, man. Today's episode is going to be great. We had an idea to talk each one of us. We're going to uh, first talk about coffee, and then we're going to jump into our topic, which is. When the word came alive to each one of us, um, man, that's a that was a big day. And if it hasn't happened for you, then it can very soon. And if it has happened for you, this is a good time for you to also reflect and just be thankful that the word has come alive to you. Because there's nothing like the word of God.
1: It's nothing. the most
3: important thing. Um, so first, coffee. And if I don't mind, I'll start because I feel a little old fashioned today. Because I have coffee. I'm Oh. In a styrofoam <laughs> cup, mm. and I'll tell you why.
0: Where did you even find a styrofoam cup? I think,
3: we I don't even why. buy those anymore. Why? Tell me why. You Was it because of a post? No, oh. no, no. It's just I opened up a well. Uh, the styrofoam cup is because when I, well, here let's back up a little bit. Uh oh. We <laughs> have. To I got time.
0: in trouble for this one. You're
3: not in. <laughs> We don't do trouble here. I was but... in timeout
0: this morning. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Right.
3: Uh, so we have these to go mugs. And when I'm in charge of the to go mugs, they end up in my car. You know what I do? I wash them, take them inside, put them in the cabinet. But if I'm not in charge of those two to go mugs, if for some reason Lisa mm. picks up the to go mugs and takes them to the car or to her car, I never see them again. We've literally lost probably 300 to go mugs in the past <laughs> three or four years. Yeah. And the two to go mugs that we used this week, I opened up the cabinet this morning to get them out. And Lisa said, Oh, they're in not even her car, Ava's car, which is at school. <laughs> so I found a broken to go mug in the cabinet. <laughs> Why do
0: we still have it? The only one
3: we had. And I put coffee in that broken to go mug to transport it. And I
0: brought this because I, I had a little paper.
3: So to-go my coffee mug. is black coffee. It is, uh, I believe it's Night Swim still. Yes. and I brought some. T- I brought it in a to-go mug and then transferred <laughs> it to the styrofoam cup that I found in the cabinet. Uh, I don't know where we got them, but there's a stack of these, and I thought I'm going to use a styrofoam cup. Can so I tell you something
2: go. I've learned about to-go situate or like, uh, what do you call that?
3: To-go. To- yeah, no, but to I'm trying.
2: Like, okay, we have one a piece. Mm-hmm. So I will never lose it. It's mm-hmm. like yeah. Jolie has one plate mm-hmm. in our house. Like I, I can't do, you know. So I'm thinking that has to be why this one is so special to me is because if I lose this one, yeah, because I'm 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 Lisa all day long. Like if Will doesn't bring in the the mugs, it, it'll in stay the in my car yeah. until I need it again. Mm-hmm. But maybe that's why I've kept up with this one because I can relate. To as many as I've had, especially since college, well, you know.
3: So we, what you're saying is we need to get Lisa one special to-go mug that, that she she'll loves. never lose. What like be, one that she loves. What would be your one special to-go mug?
0: I don't know. It's just going to have to fit in the car.
3: Mm. I yeah. hate
0: when they don't Yeah, fit. this one does not
2: actually. I this hate that. This one does. We well. both have these Yetis and I just like, stop. Tink, tink. I just like the feeling of it looking like a mug. Yeah. But it's keeping it hot and warm. But there, I do like a handle. That's okay. a good plus. But it
0: makes, does not fit. It's hard for the car. Well, not if nope, it's raised one, this up. This one
3: fits. Well, what that are the rest sh- of us drinking here?
0: Well, <laughs> okay, so North Carolina can't decide if it wants to be oh, God. fall or summer. It just doesn't Ugh. know what's happening. So I don't know, but it's probably too soon. But I do have peppermint. In my oh, coffee. it's not too soon. It's it's peppermint oat. Uh creamer. That's mm. good. With I coffee. I like it.
2: Yeah, with yeah, my coffee. Not like Michael Scott when she's when Pam's no. like, Do you have any coffee? And he says, Milk and sugar. Yeah, that's, that's like, yeah. literally what I have right now. Uh
0: I need to I probably need to cut off get off the sugar, but
2: it's all right. It's Do all right. I'm having a
0: good time. Living.
2: Living my life.
0: How
3: about the couch people?
2: <laughs> um actually what is this? You made it this morning. It was this is yeah.
1: No, I won't go actually, I tangent, made it yesterday. Yeah,
2: that is kind of funny.
1: Uh, what? Long story short, I have I broke multiple coffee what? things. <laughs> I've broken the coffee pot. I was trying to wash it, and then it slipped, and I slammed it against the sink, and it busted.
2: That's the story. <laughs> I <laughs> promise. It? Okay.
1: And then I broke the French press because I had this ring on my hand, and I was tapping it on the... Trash can and it shattered, and so now we're on the the church's French press. Actually, <laughs> that I came and stole one night because we were desperate. Well,
0: we used to have a stainless steel one. I think you might need one I of might those. It's not glass. I
2: would like to go back to a coffee pot.
1: But anyway, I Anyways. made it yesterday, and she went to go to a meeting, so she didn't drink it. And then she brought me a coffee, so I didn't drink it. So it's been sitting there. And so I reheated it today. It's not as good.
2: Uh-uh. It's really not. Mm. I was I I didn't. I am a huge person. Please don't waste anything right. like mm-hmm. food, drinks. So I was hoping he would reheat it, but I. It's not as good.
1: Just sitting our in the French press <clears throat> overnight. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah. It's hard to get the temperature right mm-hmm. again. You mm-hmm. could have boiled so, it. Well,
2: <laughs> it's whatever. This is like, but I appreciate should've. you having this out for me, and I think you put again the collagen. Yeah. And some half and half.
1: Like collagen? And pumpkin We've already spice. had this discussion Yeah, BJ,
2: on You went on a whole tangent
1: about yeah, it. Yeah,
2: you looked it up. Mm, did the thing. Do you not remember that? Because you say, I remember everything.
1: Yeah, literally. Because you pulled it up and you it was on the You pulled it screen. up on the screen because
2: huh. you thought we were and going you, to the local I Botox totally people to get collagen this. and putting it in our...
1: Yeah. yeah, I remember this. It doesn't taste... Well, it kind of does change the texture of sure. it, but... It is dissolvable. It doesn't taste like anything. It's supposed to be good for your skin and your hair and blah, blah,
3: blah. I bet you guys are doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> this is something to talk about. Um, should we jump into this? Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> man, I'd love, to, I'd love to kick this off. Um, when did the word become alive to each one of us? Obviously, we know the word is alive, whether it comes alive to us or not. Um, John one, one is a verse I quote a whole lot. I believe I even said it on last week's episode, but John one, one says in the beginning was the word, the word was with God. The word was God. Um, it's, it's alive no matter what, but you know, it can sit on a shelf. It can gather dust and in, in, within the Bible, if you don't read it, even read in the Bible, it can just be words on a page. If you're not, um, paying attention, if you're not meditating on it, if you're not letting it become a part of uh, your thought processes as well. Um, but I remember when the word came alive to me, it's a bit of a two part answer for me. Um, I was 15 and at a summer camp, I had this encounter with the Lord that just left me different immediately. I used to deal with a lot of guilt and condemnation. And, uh, I actually heard somebody say this recently it was, it was Andrew Womack who we talk about probably every week. He said, you know, the more you love God, the more you are susceptible to guilt and condemnation. Um, when you have to obviously resist that because in the, in the spirit, you know, we, we hear from Romans that there is now therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, but in your flesh, you're susceptible to it when you love the Lord, uh, because you actually feel bad when you uh, make mistakes. Well, I was very guilt ridden, even though I was a pretty good kid. I wasn't rebellious. I wanted to serve the Lord. Um, but man, what I, when I did mess up, like we all do, I felt like absolute trash and I'm not going to get into my whole testimony here. Maybe we should do testimonies one day. Mm. Um, but I was 15 at summer camp feeling like uh, just a, a hopeless case. And I was. I heard the Lord say, go sit on this park bench alone behind the chapel and just spend some time with him. And uh, I had the, already had this encounter with him, and I was sitting on that that park bench, and I heard the Lord say he was about to speak to me. And when he said that, the band that was rehearsing for worship that night played the third day song, love song. And it's, it's just basically a song from the perspective of Jesus to the church. So I've heard it said a man would climb a mountain to be with the one he loves. It's never been done. I've never climbed the highest mountain, but I've walked the hill of Calvary. Mm-hmm. Just to be with you, I'd do anything. There's no price I wouldn't pay just to be with you. I've done everything. I gave my life away. And it was like he was singing that to me mm-hmm. and it changed my life. I went back to my bunk, opened up the Bible and started reading it and it was like reading a message jesus wrote straight for me and i'm telling you the word came alive i made a decision that day and stuck with it uh for more than a decade where i woke up every morning at 5 a.m just to spend time with the lord mm-hmm. started with the bible i'd put a worship cd on quietly i'd read for i'd read and pray and worship for a couple hours and i'm telling you i got a highlighter I got a Bible and I started highlighting things, making notes in my Bible. And the word came alive. I couldn't wait to wake up in the morning and get up and read the Bible. I'd go to sleep at night. Didn't care if I was doing homework till one in the morning. I'd get up legitimately fresh as a daisy at five, jump out of bed, just go sit at my desk. My parents bought me a desk because I was studying so much. Um, Go sit at my desk and just read the word. The word came alive to me. And then the second part of that is three years after that, when I was 18... Uh, I really got a revelation on the love of God, and I really got a revelation on the nature of God. And it was through uh, Lisa's parents and and a, a guy named Pastor Dean, who's my pastor, and also uh, Andrew Womack, talking about the nature of God and how he's a good father, how he loves us, how he forgave us one time, once and for all, which really helped me with all that guilt and condemnation. Even though I was reading the Bible every day and spending time with the Lord, I still dealt with guilt and condemnation heavy during that three years from 15 to 18. But when I turned 18 and really got a re- revelation on the nature of God, the word came alive to me again in an even more real way. Mm-hmm. I was going back through the Bible and reading things and even marking out notes I had written over the, le- over the previous three years. Uh, for example, and this will be the last thing I say, for example, uh, in Psalms, mm-hmm. when David under the old covenant wrote, Lord, please don't take your spirit from me. I had a note in my Bible from sometime between 15 to 18 years old that said, uh, please, Lord, don't take your spirit from me when I mess up. And then mm-hmm. when I got a revelation on the nature of God and what it meant to be a new covenant believer, which means as a new covenant believer, it's a better covenant than David was under. When, our, when we make mistakes. One thing that never happens is the Lord never removes the Holy Spirit from us. He never takes the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. from us. We are sealed until the day of judgment. And uh, so I went back and underneath that note I had written, I wrote a new note that said, thank you, Lord, as a new covenant Mm -hmm. believer. I never have to be afraid that you'll take your spirit from me because of Jesus. So I started adding new notes to my Bible. Lisa gave me a Bible. Uh, I was 18 and it was on Valentine's Day and man, that Bible has more verses highlighted and marked and notes about than it has verses without notes in it. I mean, it has so many notes, that particular Bible. Um, it looks like a crazy person's Bible probably, but, um, man, the word came alive when I was 15 and I had a revelation on the love of God. And then it came alive again when I was 18 and I had a revelation on the nature of God. Um, man, that was, that was two, two moments in my life that have just defined me. And both, both of them, the word came alive in a different way. And, uh, and I haven't looked back. I love the word of God. I love spending
1: time in the word of God. I'll, I'll go next. Uh, because mine is kind of a, not opposite perspective, but just very different. I'm sitting here listening to BJ and thinking, man, I wish I would have done that. Like, I wish I would have spent that time doing that. Um, But I, I mean, we've talked about this before, you know, kind of all of our backstory and how we grew up, but uh, I always knew that I was loved and that God was love. And um, I mean, obviously I, I accepted Jesus into my life really early. I think I was probably eight or to 10 years old when that happened. But, Um, honestly, when the word came alive, I think maybe Brittany was going to say this too, but I feel like it's within the past two to three years for me. Um, and we've been going through this discipleship class, which we've gone through twice, three times. Now, this is our third time, I think. And, uh, we were just talking about it last night and it's like, I've read this stuff before, I've heard these teachings before, but now i'm I'm more aware of what I'm actually reading. I'm more conscious of it. I'm dwelling on it more i'm 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 meditating on it more, and it's just like it's almost like I've never even read it, and i'm I'm unlearning things that I thought I didn't need to unlearn, and I'm realizing things that I thought I already knew and it's just a, it's a crazy experience, but I mean, like BJ said, I mean, he, he was reading the Bible and then he got another re- revelation on it. I kind of feel like that's where I was at because I did read my Bible. I didn't make the active time for it. Like I wish I would have, but, um, I do know that I would read the word. I would get a word from the Lord and then I would go about my day. And then I would kind of just wait till I needed another word from the Lord, basically, like when when there was a situation or something like that, then I would go to the word. But within the past few years now, especially this year, um, it's just like, man, I'm I'm realizing what I've heard and what I I feel like I know has been true all along. Just like you got to have your foundation in the word, which is what we're talking about. And that's when your life really starts to take Mm -hmm. off. I was talking to a friend of mine last night and uh, we were talking about how when you, it's like when you have the Holy Spirit, you know, when you, when you have a lot of work ahead of you, you can do all of that work. And if you're not focused on the work itself, you're just focused on the Holy Spirit helping you. You're focused on being in the peace. You can finish all that work, and then it's like you wake up and you're like, look at what I just did. It's the same with the Word. You can go through your entire life focused on the Word and then look around and be like, wow, look at all these difficult things that I went through, mm-hmm. but I was not even aware of what the enemy was doing. I wasn't even aware of all these attacks or all these whatever. Like I, I was so meditating and so dwelling on the Word that, that was my, my, my output. Um, so yeah, it's been, it's been amazing to see that and um, just take that as an encouragement. I mean, you could, Andrew says, you could look at the Word as a spiritual mirror and, and you could look at it and feel condemned because you didn't spend enough time in it. Or you could look at it and see all the things that the Lord's trying to tell you through it. And like, I want to get into that and it can start right now doesn't matter where you're at in your life. But, yeah, the Word is amazing. Come on. Love it. Nice. <clears throat> it's good.
2: I, can, I can just say um, mine is similar. I, I mean, similar but different. Like all of ours is going to be yeah. similar but different. <laughs> um, but, again, yeah, I was raised always reading my Bible um, when I was growing up but i don't think anyone ever told me what it was for mm-hmm. and that is mm-hmm. so annoying now that i'm an adult cuz i think i and i wish not that anyone did anything wrong i just wish someone would have sat down with me maybe you know and i and and just said we read the word of god to transform our life it's not your checklist it's mm-hmm. not just because it pleases god because God is already pleased with me, yeah, and I didn't know that either until my, you know, being here in the last ten years or so. I was very work based, and it was just like you have your boxes to check off, you know, and so that was one of them. And I knew I'm always at church. I love church. I'm having fun. And those are all good things. I mean, it's good to be at church. It's good to read your Bible. It's good to, um, obviously, to pray to spend time with the Lord. But if you're not do, if you're not reading, if you're just reading the Bible for a checklist, Mm -hmm. you know, like there is no, I mean, it's not alive
3: to you at that point, right? Right.
2: I mean, I don't want to say there's no point, but like, what's actually getting in you? Because I remember. Spending years of my life as a teenager and in college and I would read my Bible for, you know, however the standard three chapters and I would think I like, I don't know what I just read, mm-hmm. you know, like I don't even, I just read all that. It's like when you're reading your college textbook or your, your books for school and you come out of it and you're like, I don't even know what I just read. Cause your mind is wondering,
3: right?
2: Anyways, I'm saying that because I just didn't even know why I'm reading it. And so it wasn't until the past few years where I'm realizing like, oh, this one verse can legitimately change my life. Yes. Like if I can understand, and I said this last week, but... I started like, this has been something I've been meditating on. The Lord's like showed me lately is Brittany. The only thing you have to go off of to know you're saved is the word. Mm -hmm. So if that's That's enough for you, if that's a miracle, I mean, that's a miracle in itself that we believe, like, Mm -hmm. you know, so like why don't we believe the rest of the Bible? So that's like something I've been the past few years, just really coming into, I would say, it became alive to me, you know, five, six, seven years ago, maybe something like that. But I would agree with Will that more so recently for me last year, I read through the Bible in a year and that is good. I know you do that like what every year. (laughs) Um, Yeah.
3: Yeah. Just about every year.
2: And I had never done it in that way before and it was good for me, but it also, there were some points to me that I felt like if I didn't get that, like I just had to get it in. So I wasn't like spending the like really mm-hmm. good time. I and mean, I'm, I'm not saying that it was bad for me to do that. I knew I was supposed to, right. and it really was so good for me mm-hmm. last year. But then I heard the Lord this year say, like, I want you to read maybe a chapter a day, like go as slow as possible. I'll tell you which, you know, Take it in. what good. books to go to. And it is becoming so alive to me. I mean, I read it so, I will read the same chapter three, four, five times mm-hmm. in the morning I do read a proverb a day. Like that's just good for me. I like to get a little bit of, you know, Mm -hmm. wisdom in. Um, But other than that, I I will read. um, And I love that Proverbs has 31 chapters. It Mm -hmm. is obviously meant for us to, you know, read read a day. Um, But anyways, right now I'm in Genesis and I am. It's so funny. I just feel like when you let the word become alive to you, that might have been so silly before. Like sometimes you read mm-hmm. like the Leviticus and who who's related to who and how many of this and that and like all this stuff. But when it actually like you read it as a whole and like how the book comes together, yeah. it's like I can relate to you. Like mm, Abraham, right. I mean obviously, yeah, like he was under a different covenant than we were. But I'm thinking this man was a friend of God and he, mm-hmm. you know, he talked to God like he. Oh, yeah. And I'm just sitting here relating to him, though, because he's also, like, impatient, you know? He does Mm. the... And I'm just saying that this year, reading the Bible so slow, I've done... um, It's... Okay, we're in November, and this is how many... This is how slow I'm going. I read my Bible, I would say, like, 98% of the mornings, unless something crazy comes up. And I normally will during nap time if I miss the morning, but I have read... Acts, Matthew, and I'm halfway through Genesis. Like, like that is how, you know, and I, like I said, I read a Proverbs a day. So that to me has just been so transformative because I've, I even was, um, I had a friend say to me very recently, a week or two of like, oh, I miss my Bible reading this morning. Like almost, almost like it was
3: the checklist.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I just was like, oh my gosh, I've, I did that for so long. And you're not condemned if you Mm -hmm. do that, like at all, please don't like hear us saying you're doing it wrong, but there's just a better way we read our Bible. Because if you can understand that, you know, I'm blessed according to his riches, That's right. like that, that scripture is in me, or I am healed by the stripes of Jesus. Like that scripture is in me. Like it, it's like it does not matter what comes at me because mm-hmm. I have the word planted inside of me and that's what it's for. Yeah. You know? And so I, that is my, um, long answer to, I'm not even sure. I'm not sure what year it was or how old it was, answer. but
3: that's what happened when it came to, life to Yeah.
2: You. I mean, I, and I can't put a date on it, but I just know that like specifically this year I've grown so much. Awesome. by just cool. reading the Bible really slow. Yeah. And and I think our kids are getting something from it because we're doing it with the youth group as oh, well. Oh, yeah, they totally are. And they like, rem- and I, I thought to myself, oh my gosh, we've been doing this for like three months. Like, I hope they're not bored, but they actually listen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they do. So, we,
3: we did Youth for Y'all one night, and mm-hmm. uh, I said, Who remembers what y'all read last week? And one of the kids was like, We were in Matthew 14, yeah. and we read about this. Yeah. And it was not a kid I expected to say that. So, right. I guess I had some judgments going in. You know what you're <laughs> saying? You know what you're saying reminds me of uh, this thing I saw. Uh, I'm a Marvel comics fan and I was watching the She-Hulk show and it's not very good and it wasn't wasn't made very good. They didn't spend a lot on the CGI and they ended up making a joke out of it within the show. But I read this thing that the guy who runs Marvel, Kevin Feige said that uh, they were making Marvel shows, at least some of them, including She-Hulk with the idea of being second screen shows. I didn't know what that meant. So I looked it up a second screen show means that the studio is making the show they want it to be interesting enough to where you're going to watch every episode but they want you to be on your phone looking at social media as your first screen they don't want you to be so interested they don't want you because they can make it cheaper so if they can take a thing like marvel comics that people are going to watch just because it's marvel comics they can spend less on the story on the cgi because they're banking that you're going to be on your phone Not real, because you're so you're not interested enough to be like this show is alive to me. I love it. You're gonna watch it, so they're gonna end the show episode on a cliffhanger. It's gonna be based around characters you kind of care about, but they want you looking at your phone so that you just blindly play all ten episodes and not really (laughs) and not really take it in. And I'm like, that's what what you're saying reminds me of. Like the Bible shouldn't be second screen. Yeah, shouldn't be a checklist. It shouldn't be like, well, I got to go to work forty hours and do all this and this and. If I can get the Bible in, I will. It's like no, it, when it comes alive to you, yeah. it's it's like it's first screen, and it also flows into everything else you're doing.
2: And the first um, sermon I ever preached, if you remember here, was or any anywhere, I guess, um, was about meditating on the Word because that was such my testimony mm-hmm. of like sometimes I will take a verse and meditate on it for four months. Yep. You know, like the it's most recently of like resist the devil and he will flee from Mom. you submit to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. And I think people don't take the time to like sit around, meditate on what does God mean That's by right. that?
3: I love it. Well, at least we are to you. When did the Save word the best for last come alive to you?
0: Well, I, as you guys were talking, I just, I was thinking, um, the way I was raised was very word-based and it was, we actually call, I mean, I guess we would have, we were definitely Pentecostal, but we were word of faith for sure. Mm-hmm. So like knowing scripture was just a part of my everyday life. And um it's kind of cool because as an adult, you know, I, it's like, I have this whole bank of scriptures that were just literally put into me by my parents um, my, the first scripture I ever memorized, I think I was maybe like three, two or three and it was first Peter two twenty four, 24, like oh, by yeah. Jesus stripes I'm healed. And, um, and my dad used to make fun of me and say, I would say first Peter two twenty four, <laughs> <laughs> and, um, but I, it was in me, you know, and, um, uh, as you know, as I got older, I think I was about I think I was 15. I like ran away. I decided I don't want to live with my parents anymore. I was I was kind of living with different family members and friends and stuff. And um throughout that time of me kind of trying to run away from the Lord, I knew the word and it was in me and my parents, you know, declared the like the word that we put inside a I was about to say Ava because she's my baby. The word that we put inside, Lisa will not return yeah. void, And there was actual real word in me, like deposited. Um, and to me, seeing the fruit of the word in my life, no matter if I was trying to run or avoid what the Lord was doing, like the word was active and alive in me, whether I realized it or not. And, um, and that was one of, I feel like, I had a moment. Uh, I was—I think I was about seventeen. I was living in Nicaragua. Uh, my parents <laughs> kind of sent me there to try to get me straight. Detox. <laughs> it was—it was a forced detox. But uh, and of course, I love—I love, I love ministry. I even running away from Lord. I still love people. I love ministry. Um, and I loved traveling and I loved Nicaragua and I was in this church service one, one night and, you know, being in another country, you don't, I'm not, I you know, even though I was like fluent in Spanish, it's just different when you don't ever hear your language and you're just in another country and, uh, they love to, uh, they love to celebrate all the Jewish holidays and all the things. And so we were having Shabbat and we were, you know, doing the meal and, and everybody's praying and then we... Uh, everybody kind of just goes to all the different corners of the church and finds a wall and we just begin to pray and they want us to pray for the peace of Israel. And I was like, scratch my eyeballs out. I did not (laughs) want to do this. And so I just was, I closed my eyes and I was just like, honestly, not expecting anything. I just was kind of pretending that I was praying. And um, I heard the Lord so clear. He said, I will never leave Mm. you. Mm. And whenever he said that something just broke in me. Like I knew the word it's like, I knew God would never, you know, the Bible says he'll never leave you or forsake you. But whenever he said that to me, it just, it was so alive. And then, you know, I had, I had a little Rocky go for that next year, but then it was like, I I just cried out to the Lord. And I was like, God, I need, I need a change in my life. And man, all the word that had been inside of me literally didn't lay dormant. It just was, it, it just like, I don't know. It just brought me back to life, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so I was thinking about that. And then now fast forward, you know, 20 plus years later, I think the thing that keeps the word alive in my life is, I don't know, just once you get a taste of the goodness of God, it's just you're kind of wrecked after that. You're kind of glory. You get a little taste of the glory. See what, See it, what it tastes, tastes like. like. <laughs> it's just like to me. I was just thinking, like I'm hungry for 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 knowledge. I'm hungry for what the Lord's doing, and uh, what He's saying. And I, I, Brittany, I like what she, I like what you were saying, Brittany, like that you were just like taking your time. One of my favorite things that I practically do that the Word really begins to come alive, and I've been doing it a lot lately is. Um I love to look up words in the Strong's Concordance. Mm-hmm. It's like my favorite. Back in the day when we first started Bible college, we actually had the book.
1: We I didn't have, have an it. app.
0: <laughs> yeah. We had to go like literally like look up the words and stuff. And uh to me, man, nothing comes more alive than when you get like definitions and like what where's the origin of this word and stuff like that. To me, that's how the word comes alive. And lately I've been um just I was reading in like kings and Samuel and like all these first Kings, second Kings. And, um, whenever, you know, like it says like the, all these different ites, you know, all the people I'm like, I want to look that up and see like, what was, what were they doing? Like, what was the culture back then? And so when you go back and like, look up history of, of like the people that they were fighting against or, um, or whatever, and look up words in the Strong's like, man, things become, so alive. And I can say, you know, after all these years, I'm still hungry for the, for the word of God Mm -hmm. and hungry for that knowledge. And I think that's how you keep that flame going for the Lord. It's like, man, tell me more. And like you said, I can hear the same, I can hear the same teaching 20 for 20 years straight and get something new out of it Mm -hmm. because the word is alive and it's
3: active. I love that. You said that you had the word deposited in you, mm-hmm. right? From a, a, a young age, from your parents, from your church. And then you said, uh, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounded like what you said was that the word came alive to you when the word brought you back to life. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. That's what you said, right? Yeah. Preach, that when Lisa. the word, I will. that the <laughs> word in you, which your parents were declaring as mm-hmm. you ran, when you ran away, that it would not return void. Mm-hmm. That maybe, maybe I'm sure it was alive to you in a way, but. It brought you back to life mm-hmm. and all of a sudden it was like, oh your word is true yeah you are good, who you said you are yes you didn't leave me That's when right. I ran away you That's didn't right. leave me man we, we can't get into this today we don't have time but Lisa, part of her testimony is um, being about as far away if, if you obviously we can't be far away from the Lord but if you could mm-hmm. at least mentally being as far away as you could run and feeling and experiencing the presence of the Lord, and her saying, "I don't want you here right now." Yeah,
0: leave me alone. And he
3: said to her, "You know, I'll leave never you. leave you. So good. I'll never forsake you." And that was. And
0: that was. I had a couple of moments like that after that Nicaragua. I remember. I'll never leave you. So he was just continuing to yeah. chase me down, tell me so I'm maybe, not going to leave you. So
3: maybe we get into that in our next series. Yeah, maybe like we that. get into some personal testimonies and things like that here. Knows where we're gonna go with this. Um, but man, yeah. Lisa, that was awesome. Yeah, the word came alive to you and it brought you back to That's life. Awesome. Yeah.
0: I mean, and I would just encourage, you know, all of you, go go back and remember what like when the when something came alive to you and, in the
3: word. And if it hasn't, yeah, then don't uh feel anxious about it. Don't yeah. feel yeah. the Bible says to be anxious for nothing, don't feel like you've missed out on something because. It can happen right now. It can happen for you. Listen to what we're saying, and uh, man, jump into the Word. Maybe, maybe you really related to what Brittany was saying, where where it, it, reading volumes and volumes at one time has been tedious, but you feel like you should. Mm-hmm. Man, don't do that. Just read one verse yeah. and meditate on it. Mm, Let yeah. that one verse come alive to you. And if yeah. you don't know where to start, uh, Google's a great tool. If you're dealing with something in life, yeah. you're dealing with anxiety, look up verses about anxiety. Yeah. Read one of those Bible verses, meditate on it. Let that one verse come alive to you. Yeah. Maybe you are a volume type person. Sit down and do a read through the Bible in a year program or yeah. something. But just uh a, you have to allow the word to come alive.
1: It God won't forsake you in that. He, he'll do it. <laughs> you and know, just to say, use your imagination too when you're reading the word mm-hmm. because so many people separate imagination from yep. Scripture because mm-hmm. they don't think... That it can go together. Right. They think that, like Brittany said, like you, you just read your Bible to check the list. But when you incorporate what the Lord has given you, which is imagination that came from the Lord, I mean, it's like you're watching your. It's like you're watching it play mm-hmm. out in real time. Right. I, I've I've been doing that. Everything that I read, I picture. Like I, it's like I'm watching a show. Like I can picture what their clothes look like, what the dust mm-hmm. on their feet looks like, like what it's like. And then I'm in that yeah. scripture yeah. that I'm reading that. and I feel everything that they're feeling. And it's so powerful. So use your imagination when, you, when you're reading the word.
2: Last thing I was going to say, um, I'm going to reference a different pastor. Nice. Than Andrew. <laughs> mm. who's, <laughs>
1: not, not who's not even a pastor. He's not even a pastor.
2: But Bill Johnson says every day of my life, he says every day of my life, I wake up and I will read the Bible until um, I get a revelation. He's like, I will not stop until something comes out to me. I believe him. And when when I do too, yeah. (laughs) And when he said that, I was like, yes, that. Like I want that. And even like this morning, I was just reading about, um, you know, there's that like short chapter about Sarah's death, Mm -hmm. and I was like, this is very interesting. I don't know that I got any like major revelation for it. And then, so I read the next chapter and then I thought, okay, I'm going to go read to Proverbs. And then Proverbs started doing the thing where it like jumps right out at you. But, um, if this is the last episode of this ser- little mini series mm-hmm. we did just to kind of wrap up, I would think we would say, first of all, the word is above everything else. Yeah. Everything prayer, prayer is good. It's awesome it's great use it worship is awesome it's good like we need those things but put the word above everything else in your life and meditate on it let it transform your life and it literally will change who you are
3: above in the sense of importance yeah you could almost picture it uh below in the sense of a foundation yeah Yeah. meaning that worship prayer and everything else built yeah it's a word sandwich yeah yeah well, yeah, that's great. Word sandwich, above mm-hmm. and below. Yeah. It's just everything. <laughs> yeah, it, it ignites your well, prayer life with passion. Yeah, it and does. it ignites your worship with passion. For sure. Yeah. Amen. Everything.
2: Yeah. Amen. So were
3: good. You, were you going to say something one last thing, Lisa? Mm-hmm. Awesome. You guys, this has been so great. I hope you've enjoyed this series and this day. Um, uh, we love y'all. Do we all are. We all ready to say goodbye. I think so. All right. You ready? On the count of twelve.
2: No. 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 Eleven. Eleven. <laughs> one, oh yeah, 11 <laughs> one Celebrating two, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8,
3: 9, 10, 11 Bye. 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 Bye See you later <laughs> Hey, thanks so much for hanging out with us For Coffee at FCG We are so thankful for you And we would love to hear from you So if you want to get in touch with us Send us a message Whatever you want to do Info at fcgastonia.com if you'd like to give to our church, uh, obviously we're a, we're a church, so it's a nonprofit status. You'll get a giving statement at the end of the year. You can go to our website, fcgastonia.com, and hit the giving link right there. Um, it's a great way for you to, it's a great place for you to sew. So we would love to hear from you. Just conversation, let us know your prayer needs, let us know what you want to hear us talk about. But uh, we are so glad you're with us and we will hear from you soon. You'll hear from us soon.